Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Love Fruit Podcast. And uh, on this episode today, we have a fantastic guest, Shane Sterling from Raw Vegan Rising. And if you want to keep in touch with the podcast, you can go to fruitfest.co.uk and uh, keep in touch with our mailing list to get further notifications about it. Uh, but thank you for joining us today, uh, wherever you're watching or listening to this. And Shane is a very interesting guy and has been sharing a lot uh, online on his YouTube channel, Raw Vegan Rising, also Facebook page and Instagram and other places. And he's been very inspirational to a lot of people. So we wanted to get him on and learn more about him and let him share his story and his message on the podcast. So Shane, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Ronnie. So happy to be here. Appreciate you having me on. So the, the question I often ask people is, were you brought up on an alternative diet or standard diet? Or how, how was your sort of upbringing health-wise? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I was raised on pretty much a standard diet, although my mother was kind of health conscious. So when I was a kid, she would make juice, you know, like carrot juice. This was the 70s. And um, she would give me carrot juice or green juice as a kid, and I hated it. I said, Mom, this stuff is horrible, tastes horrible. How can you give this stuff to me? Uh, my, my line to her was always, Mom, how can this be healthy for me when it makes me feel so sick? You know, and so I was exposed to juices and juicing at an early age, but I was still raised on meat and you know, of course, in my teenage years, plenty of junk food and a, a standard American diet, as we call it. But to be honest, I've always been oriented toward health. I mean, in my teenage years, I, I went vegan. And that was not so much based on my upbringing, because my parents were eating meat, there was meat in the house, there was dairy and animal products in the house. But at 17 years old, I was compelled to uh, follow a plant based diet. This was in 1990. So there wasn't a lot of, there was no internet. There was no, this wasn't on TV. There was not a single vegan product in the store at all. There was one soy milk at the time and it wasn't really marketed for vegans. It was just kind of like some weird product in the corner of the store. So I went plant-based because I got a download. I was compelled. Um, it was a personal journey for me. I went against the grain of society, of the grain of my family, the grain of my friends. But I knew that it was something I needed to do. I felt it in my heart. I was compelled. I had a vision. And so I pursued a plant-based diet, uh, have been ever since. So it's been 31 years for me. And um, I haven't been perfect. I've been trying to master the plant-based diet. And um, I've you know, had lots of ups and downs. So for me, it's never been about being perfect. It's about getting back on track, doing the best I can to empower myself with health but also the planet and the animals. You know, I went vegan for the animals originally and I discovered the health benefits along the way. So that's been my journey. Where is it you're from originally? Where did you grow up? I was born on the East Coast of the United States in um, the New York area outside of New York City. Uh, but I moved to Northern California in the San Francisco Bay Area when I was 12. Right. So I came of age in Northern California really. Um, but I've, I've been bi-coastal, you know, so my upbringing was kind of, you know, influenced by the California culture, I guess you could say, but none of my friends were vegan. Uh, none of my friends were health conscious at all. 
So back then in 1990, again, it was like, I felt like I was given a mission and I had to listen and pursue that mission. So that's, I did it. Yeah, that's amazing. So you, you mentioned like like a download. So it, it wasn't like you saw a film or read a book. You you had a kind of an, an insight, just a, a personal insight. Well, you know, we're always influenced by other people. And yeah, inspirations and downloads are usually uh, triggered or sparked by something. So what sparked my knowing that I had to pursue a plant-based diet at such a young age was the book called Diet for a New America by John Robbins. Right. John Robbins is still a, a plant-based advocate today. He writes great books. He's still writing books. Um, he's a great inspiration. Um, that was the, I read that book and I just, it just was like, click, 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 clicks on so many levels. Uh, but you know, to be honest, I didn't really have a lot of other books. I mean, it was just one book that kind of sparked it. And from there I ran with it and experimented and explored and did it myself for many years, of course, without the internet and without access to a lot of information in the, in back at that time, books was it books was the only way we had access to information. And what was it like being plant-based back uh, in the early 90s? And, and you, you were quite young as well. How, how did that go for you? Well, it was challenging. I didn't have any money. I, it wasn't like I could buy vegan products. There was no vegan products. So I was committed to whole food. A whole food was cheap. And so I would eat lentils. And tofu was like, you know, the only thing I would buy that would be processed. Maybe I'd buy some flour to make bread. I would make my own nut milks with almonds and cashews and other various nuts and seeds. And so plant-based, whole food plant-based was my focus back then. And that led me to where I am today, which is 100% raw vegan, because years and years of being focused on whole food really led me to the principles and laying the foundation of why <clears throat> a truly whole food diet works. And so that's led me to, <clears throat> excuse me, undenatured food completely. Raw food now is my, is where this has led me. Mm -hmm. um, don't denature the food, don't process the food, just eat whole food as it comes from the garden. And really um, mono meals, you know, I would eat mono meals back in the day because it was cheap and easy. And so I would sit down to an entire meal of like lentils, for instance, and that kind of laid the groundwork to be a successful raw vegan today, which is the principle of eating one food at a time, where it's not about mixtures, it's not always about making recipes. People always ask me as a raw vegan, what are your recipes? You know, can you share your recipes as a raw vegan? I literally don't have any recipes. I, I make uh, plant-based milks. You know, I, I'll mix. Uh, I'll make fruit. I'll mix some fruits here and there. Um, you know, I'll make smoothies. Those are my recipes. That's you know. Yeah, cool. So, I, 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 what what was back there for you? I mean. Now there's YouTube, there's social media and all this kind of stuff. Uh, if you're if you're going plant-based or going vegan, um, you had books then. Um, were there any events? Were there, did you have friends that were doing the same thing as you? Uh, potluck groups, anything like that you were part of? No, absolutely not. I was a lone wolf at that time. And it was, I had, I had a girlfriend who was doing the plant-based thing with me. 
Um, so I did have one close friend where we could kind of team up on it. And we did that together. We were plant-based and, uh, you know, she, she was my best friend. We were together for like six years. My, my girlfriend, first girlfriend, first like serious relationship. So that was cool that my first serious relationship was also plant-based and it kind of set the precedent of, well, I'm going to seek out people um, that are supportive of my lifestyle. But again, at that time in Northern California, there was no potlucks. There was no meetups at okay. all. Wow. So there, it was not socially acceptable or popular at all. I mean, if you told people you were vegan, they looked at you like you're crazy and they still do, but even more so then. And there was no vegan products in the store at all. There was no vegan products. You couldn't go buy a plant-based cheese or a plant-based yeah. meat substitute. There was tofu and um, maybe soy milk if you knew how to find it in the right markets. And that was it. So you must have had a really strong kind of vision of what you wanted to do and, and a really clear idea of what you wanted. Where, where do you think you got that from? Has that just always been part of you? I think that's the core of why I am who I am and why I do inspire people with my message and why I live the my life in a way that is inspiring or why I really you know talk walk my talk, so to speak is because I am inspired by a vision. I have a big vision, a big vision that feels like it came to me from maybe a past life or something, but it's a vision of a better society, a better humanity where we're not um, mass slaughtering animals, where we're more of a benevolent, loving, kind, generous society that supports each other, supports animals, supports the environment, I call, I call it like a win-win-win situation, a win for you, a win for me, and a win for everything around us. We have to work toward a win-win-win situation to live in a world that's, you know, that we want to live in in any capacity. So at a very early age, I was tuned into this. I was like, well, the current structure of our society is not win-win-win. The animals lose, the people lose, we're in poverty, we have total separation, I mean, you know, there's evil agendas on this planet. I mean, I tuned into conspiracy theories and all that stuff, which aren't conspiracies very early on in my life. And I said, well, this world is pretty messed up. So how am I going to take responsibility for this? What part am I going to play? Am I going to close my eyes off to this? Or am I going to be a warrior and face my fears and lean into the discomfort of how dysfunctional our society is? And I decided I was going to lean into it with all of my heart, you know, so I'm going to take on the, the darkness, you know, mm -hmm. of how we are acting on this planet. I don't dislike humans. I dislike our behavior. I love humanity, but I hate our behavior. So I'm going to work diligently to counteract the behavior, to talk about the hate behavior, to shed light on the behavior, to call it out in every way I possibly can. And now as an adult, I'm 48 years old. I feel like I've finally stepped into my legacy work. Thank goodness. I'm no longer a kid. I'm no longer, you know, playing small in my life. I'm no longer pretending that my actions don't make a difference. I know it makes a difference. And I know when I talk about it, when I share my experience, my pain, my struggle, that it makes a difference for others. So when I do my YouTube channel, for instance, when I make videos or go live on Facebook or share myself with people, I just want to talk from a place of my own pain and my own struggle so people you know gives permission for us to be in our pain and our struggle we're not perfect 
we don't have this figured out. We've got, we've got work to do. And so it's okay. And it's really about just being uh, present in the present moment and realizing that true leadership is about choosing what we want to create in this present moment. You know, it's not about the future. It's not about the past. It's about right here and now. And this is where our full presence, our soul, our source can come through and make a difference and, um, you know, be impactful. So that's really what I try to do and what I try to bring is just bring total presence to the moment and, and you know, really call out some of the shadow. So I consider myself to do, be doing like shadow work, to be honest, on this planet. Um, this is a dark planet. Let's not make any mistake about it. The cool thing is, is that eating fruit, you know, being a, a raw vegan, it brings light to our consciousness. You know, it's like literally is like shedding light on our consciousness. So if we are depressed, if we are struggling with our place in the world, our well-being, how do we fit in? How do we make a difference? What is my purpose here on planet Earth? Eat raw food because raw food will guide us. It will give us clarity and, you know, a sense of ease in a way that makes a profound difference. It heals the gut, heals the, the, you know, the hormones and the neurotransmitters for one. So on a physiological level, the enzymatic process of raw food, it's proven scientifically why it makes us feel better, but then just esoterically, spiritually, it opens us up. It puts us on a path we can see more clearly. And so that's the mission I've been on, starting with whole food plant-based, which led me to more and more raw food, you know? So I've always eaten salads, I've always eaten mm -hmm. raw food. And, and just the more you do that, the more freedom you feel in your psyche. And then you're not so concerned about getting your sense of safety from the world or your sense of meaning from the world. If we look outside of ourselves and say, where do I fit in? We're screwed. We've got to look inward and say, who am I? Where do I fit in? And from the inner knowledge, from the inner place, then we might get a hint you know, but so we got to stop looking outside and raw food, healthy food, a healthy diet and lifestyle and an exceptionally healthy diet and lifestyle is really a process of looking inward. And it's a it's an honoring and a reverence for our temple, our body, our source and, and life itself. That's amazing. Um, something that I've been thinking about, I wonder if this resonates with you is there's something about people that come to this path of especially the raw food diet, that they are following a path of truth in general and that they have a, a, a self-awareness about what's real and true and they can't live in the denial of, you know, fake food and all this stuff and whatever. Like They, they just see through that. And does that resonate with you, the idea that it's kind of like following truth? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I believe, you know, one of the reasons why I finally went from cooked vegan, whole food, plant-based cooked to fully raw and why I took that on uh, almost four years ago was because I, and I just really reached a place as an, of enough is enough. I can't fake it anymore. It, it was a pursuit of self-worth, like saying, look, I can't play small anymore. I've got to just really love myself here. What am I doing? You know, and it's really saying I'm not going to be in denial anymore. And again, the real truest level of denial is how we see ourselves. 
yes, we can look out at the world and it's overwhelming and we can deny what's going on and we can, you know, stick our head in the sand and all that. But when it comes to ourselves, we don't want to stick our head in the sand when it mm -hmm. comes to our own inner knowing, our own inner wisdom, our source, who we are, where we come from, our spiritual destiny, how we fit in in this world. We've got to really get honest with ourselves. If we are struggling in any capacity, if we're struggling financially, if we're struggling health-wise, if we're struggling with, you know, our self-worth or, uh, you know, depression or anxiety, this is because we just aren't seeing ourselves clearly. And the first step to get out of that paradigm is to um, really get, get upset, get angry at how complacent you are with low self-esteem. You know, it's really about a self-worth issue. If we had proper self-worth, we would not only eat good, we'd probably speak publicly, be activists to help wake others up and bring others along in this awakening journey. And so, yeah, there's a lot of um, darkness and denial and fakeness. I mean, in the world right now, there's, there's evil agendas to keep us dumbed down through pharmaceutical drugs and toxic food. So we've, we've got to avoid the ways that we're being attacked and manipulated, obviously. There's very powerful people in very powerful places. I mean, look at why is there fast food and junk food on every corner across the world? You know, right. I mean, we're either really unconscious as a species or there's an agenda to keep people dumbed down. These big corporations make huge profit off of us. So we've got to be smart. We've got to treat ourselves right. And self-worth will get us to that place. We've got to love ourselves. We've got to realize how much value we have. You know, we're not just here for the hell of it. We are here to make a difference. I think every single one of us has a mission that was stamped in our heart when we were born. And we know what that is deep down. It's like the thing that we're really good at that we don't have to be taught any more about. It's like what we could talk about till the wee hours of the morning and we have endless knowledge about it. What is that thing for you is the question. What are you passionate about? So we all have it, you know? And that's like that inner knowing. We don't have to have other people educate us on this one thing that we're good at because we already know we're masterful in this area and we all have one specific thing. So that's what we wanna tap into. We wanna tap into how are we already brilliant? Where are we already completely in, empowered and masterful in our knowledge of something? And, if, and people always say to me, well, I don't know what that is, Shane. I, I'm not sure if I actually have that. I would just say we've been so cut off from our self-worth for so long. We've been indoctrinated by our parents. We've been indoctrinated by the pain of our family lineage. We've been indoctrinated by fake food and fake media and fake all of it that we have just been cut off. So the they're literally going inside asking, who am I? What's my purpose? Quiet the mind, do a little meditation, eat some healthy food, you know, eat some raw food, eat some fruit, eat fruit mono meals. I mean, that helps us get in tune with who we are and we're gonna have some clarity come if we ask. If we never ask for clarity, we're never gonna get it. So it really is a personal responsibility issue. And that's what led me to be 100% raw vegan was pursuing that, was saying, I, I, am I gonna play small for the rest of my life or am I ready to have high self-worth? Am I ready to truly love myself and make a difference in this world and do what I know I came here to do. So that led me on the path of becoming a raw vegan. So I'm guessing 
were you plant based for like 30 years? Um, I imagine you might have heard about raw foods at some point before you actually went 100% raw. So what, what was your exposure to it like? Like when did you start to hear about it or try it out or, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah, the, well, there were many years where I was not plant-based, struggling with low self-worth, low self-esteem, eating junk food and eating animal products, but knowing in my heart that I'm really a vegan because I went vegan so young, I've never been able to get away from it. No matter how much junk food or animal products I actually eat, deep down, I feel like I'm going against my values. I know better, you know? And so uh, that, there's a lot of years of that. And um, it, was, it was right around the 2000, I was about 30 years old and I was in a pretty low point of my life. 9-11 just happened in America here. And there, I was living in Los Angeles at the time. And there was a big freak out. Everybody was freaked out. I lost my job. I became unemployed. I lost my place to live. I had a real big downturn at that time in my life. And I started eating animal products out of fear of survival. I was like, I have no money. I have no place to live. I, I'm going to have to just eat a turkey sandwich if that's what's available to me. But deep down, I didn't want to. This was just out of a fear, you know, fear of how am I going to survive? Well, um, I was walking down the street one day and this dude pulls up in this van. He's obviously like a nomad type. He pulls up in this like he's living in his van. I could see he, he and he walks up to me and he like tosses me a copy of the Essene Gospel of Peace. And I had never heard of it, didn't know what it was. I looked at it, said it's the Essene Gospel of Peace. It looked pretty cool. It had a Doré, Gustave Doré engraving, which I'm a big Gustave Doré fan. So with that on the cover, I was like, well, that looks cool. I should probably read that. And the dude said, here, you need to, ha you need to have this. And so I went home and I opened it up and I read that book. I read the Essene Gospel of Peace. And I'll tell you, it changed my life at that moment. I was 30 years old. I was struggling with low self-esteem and it was like this message that I needed to hear that raw food is gonna get us up out of that, that place because it says in the book that when we eat denatured foods, cooked foods, frozen foods, that it invites the, the devil into our body. It invites darkness into our body. And when we eat raw living pure foods and we clean our body and we detox our body, it's like inviting the earthly angels into our body and to live in right mindedness and in alignment with our, our divine intelligence, we need to eat raw living foods. And you know what, that was the message I needed to hear. So at that time I tried it, I tried raw food. It was overwhelming. I was like, who could do this? Is this for like monks living in temples on mountaintops or who goes, who is raw vegan, you know? Um, so it was a little overwhelming, but little by little, I tried it. And you know, a few years later, I tried it again. And a few years later, I tried it again. I had multiple times where I attempted to go 100% raw vegan. But it was, it was 15 years later, essentially, I think 14 years later. So at 44 years old, I finally, the, 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 the final straw that broke the camel's back happened, which is that enough is enough. This fake food, this fake news, this fake society we live in, am I going to take this lying down or am I gonna stand up? Am I gonna be a man? Am I gonna face what's really going on, face my fears and make a difference? I, I didn't know how 
I didn't know how to be raw vegan. I didn't know how to do any of it, but I just said, I'm going to take this on. So I, I did a 40 day juice fast to clean out my gut. I was inspired by John Rose and he always talks about juice fasting and mm. getting the serpent out of the <laughs> GI tract. So I, I went with that. I was like, you know, this is an alignment, get the serpent out, you know, clean my bowels, get an alignment with raw food. I went for it. I went 40 days. I got mucoid plaque out of my gut. I had a huge amount of waste come out, probably 25 pounds of wow. waste come out during that juice fast and stayed hundred percent raw ever since. And, and here I am today. And was it, did you find it quite a challenge with cravings and things like that? Yeah. So after my juice fast, um, I started to document my process. The juice fast was really mind expanding for me. It was really um, an incredible experience. And I decided I was going to start a YouTube channel after my juice fast. I actually wish I had started it before and documented my, my juice fast, but I didn't. I didn't think about it until after my juice fast, but I did. And I decided I was going to help others do it. I said, this is my path. I, I really felt it. I was like, I've been plant-based a long time. I know how to do whole food. I did. I really want to help people detox and get clear. And so believe it or not, I started to coach people, right? As I started my raw journey, kind of, I, I knew I could be a coach. I wanted to be a coach. I wanted to be in service to others. And so my struggles, my detox symptoms, my cravings, I, I, I was helping others with it. I was talking about it publicly on social media, um, sharing my struggle, sharing my journey. And by doing that, other people started to be interested in what I was doing and coming to me, asking for support, asking questions. And before I knew it, I was getting paid as a coach. Now I'm a full-time coach. I'm a full-time raw vegan transition coach, a raw vegan mentor, I like to call it, and detox coach. I help people through juice fasting. I've helped hundreds of people through juice fasting at this, at this point. And that's really, my thing is like, we got to do this together. You know, I'm here teaching what I want to learn. You know, when I teach what I want to learn, I'm giving what I want to get. I'm giving away the thing that I want, which is to master a raw food diet and to master myself and to master this reality so that I'm not a pawn in the game of fake food and fake <laughs> news and all that. So really, um, yeah, that's why I'm a coach. That's why I help other people. I think service is the way we get out of our own struggle. So if we're, if we're really struggling with cravings, and I know this is a big answer for a simple question, but if we're really struggling with cravings and how to transition our gut microbiome, um, you know, changing over the bacteria, doing a juice fast, resisting cooked foods, all these things help others. It's one of the secret keys of life. Wow. If we help others with the process, it holds us to a very high level of accountability. You want to be a raw vegan, help someone else become a raw vegan and see what that, what position that puts you in. Love you're going to have to figure it out. You know, you're going to have to, you know, mm -hmm. be at a high level of accountability. So that's what I say. I mean, the other side of it is that yes, cravings are hard transitioning off of cooked foods, comfort foods, starches, um, cooked oils. Yes, it's hard. But what's your vision? What are you committed to creating is my question. Are you, do you have a vision for your life? If somebody has a vision for their life, they're probably not gonna worry about the details so much because the details are fairly irrelevant. 
We can move mountains. We can build big companies. We can make millions of dollars if we want. We can be successful in any area of our life that we want. The, the only pre prerequisite that we need though is to have a vision. Mm. If we don't have a vision, we're not gonna create anything. So if we just want somebody to come tell us what to do, we probably won't do it. If we wanna just you know get by and maybe be a little healthier or maybe I wanna lose weight or you know, maybe I'm not feeling so good. I got joint pain or cataracts or dandruff. That's not enough. Health isn't enough. It's not a motivator. We've got to have a vision bigger than ourselves, something that pulls us into the, to the, to the future that we're creating generational, you know? So mm -hmm. that's what I encourage my clients to do. People I work with, people I inspire, um, always tell them to create a vision. Vision is number one. And if you hold the vision, you don't have to worry about the circumstances. That's awesome. So what were you doing in your life before you became a, a raw vegan health coach? What, what, what have you, what's your journey been like the rest of your life? Have you been uh, trying out all sorts of different things, trying to find your way? Yeah, for sure. Like all of us, you know, I've been an entrepreneur most of my life. I started my first business when I was 24 and it was a photography business, mm -hmm. partly because I just can't work for other people. I'm a, I'm a visionary. I have a strong vision. I don't do well with jobs. And so every job I've ever had, I end up getting in a fight with my boss and getting <laughs> fired or walking out. And so I just had to, I had to become an entrepreneur out of survival because um, I've never kept a job. And I just, it's always conflictual. It's because I want to lead. I know that I have a vision and and so it's conflictual with somebody else who says, well, no, I just need you to do this job. I, that doesn't work for me. So I want to make a difference in the world, you know, and, and my first gig self-employed was photography, not, uh, you know, just enough to pay the bills and just enough to be self-employed. And little by little over the years, I've worked more and more toward bigger aspirations, working toward fulfilling my destiny more and more. So prior to going, prior to being a, a raw vegan, what I was doing professionally was I was running clothing stores. Believe it or not, I was running retail clothing. I had a lot of success as a retail clothing entrepreneur. I was making probably three quarters of a million dollars a year. Wow. I had two <laughs> stores. Yeah, I had two stores. One was a very successful Burning Man costume vintage store. Wow. Uh, outfitting like, you know, visionaries and free thinkers and artists and for parties and festivals. And it was a very fa fantastic business and fantastic store. Um, it had it had a big reach and it was really meaningful to me. And I was able to be my philosopher self in that business. I could I could really rely on my creativity and my vision. But it showed me that what I really wanted to do, the success of that business showed me that I really wanted to be a philosopher. I wanted to be a thought leader. I wanted to directly work with people on a consciousness level to help get us out of the situation that we're in. Again, back to where I was when I was 17, knowing that, that I'm not gonna stand for this. There's a problem on this planet. Humans are not empowered. We're being manipulated by evil forces. You know, We have work to do here. And so me and my success one led me to wanting to create more success, more impact, more in alignment with my gifts and my like zone of genius. So I sold off my very successful clothing stores and jumped in a leap of faith, jumped into coaching as a raw vegan coach. 
with no background, no experience, and just decided I was going to do that. So um, here I am today. I've been coaching people now for almost four years and have a very successful coaching business. I run my Raw Vegan Heroes group membership, which is just, I love so much. It's a community membership. People are um, paying for juice fasting support, coaching, um, live streams every week, an incredibly thriving community. There's about 240 people in the group right now. It's, it's really cool. It's fantastic. And then I have my private mastermind where I work with people very closely on Zoom meetings. We come together and I help them with mindset. I help them with understanding how to do it, do juice fasting, detoxification, transitioning to raw food, um, and also building businesses as influencers. So a lot of people come to me saying, I want to do what you do, Shane. I want to inspire people and I want to be a raw vegan and I want to, you know, they, they like what I've done and what I've created. And so that's, I'm helping people with that. I'm helping people. And so I've got two, two clients I can think of right now in my private mastermind that are detoxing hard because they're already somewhat successful in their life. They know how to make money and they're wanting to be more successful. They're wanting to take their life to the next level yeah. and they're juice fasting and they doing detoxing and staying on raw food. I've got one woman who's heard she's doing a hundred day raw challenge and she's been vegan for years, but now she's a hundred day raw challenge. She's detoxing hard. So this is where people need support. Is she going to fall off and go back to her old lifestyle or is she going to take it up to the next level? You know? And so this is what I wanted to do all these years later. Here I am doing it, helping people take their life to the next level. And my successful clothing store that was making $750,000 a year just showed me where I was capped out. It showed me I, I'm never going to be able to go past this level here with this. This isn't what my soul's purpose truly is. So that's why I leaped. I leaped to where I knew was a platform that I could, that was going to be uncapped. And now coaching as a raw vegan is completely uncapped because I get to be a philosopher. I get to be an artist. I get to be a thought leader. I get to be an influencer. I get to speak about what I love, what I you know, fear, what inspires me and make a difference for others, having reach and impact and talking about the power of diet and lifestyle, talking about the power of mindset and to not be manipulated and controlled by powers that be to think for ourselves, uh, to get really on purpose with our own life. And that's my fundamental message is let's get on purpose. You know, let's get on purpose with what we were born to do, our zone of genius. Do we want to work some cr crappy office job shuffling papers around? Or do we want to be in alignment with what we came to planet Earth to do? That's the question. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so you help a lot of people out. What are the mistakes you, you see people make uh, on their journey to better health? Yeah, number one mistake is isolation. Um, and, I, and we isolate because we're not trained or modeled how to lean into the support of others when we need help. We're trained in our society and culture from our friends, family, parents, family lineages to, to isolate. It's the biggest mistake people make. It's why I created my group Raw Vegan Heroes because when we embark on a raw path, or up-leveling up our life in any way, say we're going from making $30,000 a year to $300,000 a year, we need the same thing. We need support, we need mentorship. The quickest way to go from 
you know, from point A, where you are, to point B, where you want to get, is mentorship, following somebody who's already gone before us, somebody who's already done it. We need to include ourselves in community and support systems that help us pace with others. So if we want to become a raw vegan, for instance, the best thing we can do is surround ourselves with mm. other raw vegans who are maybe a year down the road, two years down the road, 10 years down the road, then we know it's possible. And we're not going into this self-doubt because the ego will tell us we don't need what we really truly want. Our ego will talk us down from our, from our goals. Our ego will talk us down from what we need most. It does it every single time. So we can use willpower and motivation to get inspired like a new year's resolution. Oh yeah, it's 2022. Let me start a new diet. Let me start a whole new lifestyle. Well, how long does that last? Willpower peters out real quick. There's no longevity to willpower at all. So we don't use that part of our mind. We use support. We use vision. We use mentorship to help people really do it. And that's the number one mistake is not seeking out mentorship and self-isolating. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, I, I start to, it's funny that you're saying all this because I've started to really think, you know, over the years I've been thinking, is it the, the knowledge? Is it the desire, the motivation? You know, what is it that makes some people just not, not really be able to, to, to make a change and stick with it. And the thing that you're talking about is something that I've really started to realize is, is that, internal vision of what the person already has programmed as to where they see themselves going you know and if someone has this vision of themselves that is i'm always going to be sick i'm always going to be fat i'm going to get older and fatter and sicker if that's really what's in there deep down and they've not changed that they're always going to fall back to the habits that are going to lead them to that uh, result do you agree with that Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, you're spot on, Ronnie. And I say, I always say this, the person with the biggest vision wins. Okay. Maybe your mom said to you, well, you're always going to be a little chubby, you know? Uh, and so now she's implanted a vision in your mind that you're always going to be chubby somewhere along the line, a parent, a caregiver, society, school, indoctrinated us into a belief system, a vision, you know, of how we are going to be, who we are, how we exist in the world. And that is what we're going to have by default, unless we change it, unless we have a stronger vision. So I'm very blessed. And the reason why I'm in the position I'm in as a thought leader, as an influencer, is because my vision is stronger than that of society. My vision is stronger than that of anyone I've ever met, to be mm -hmm. honest. And so I'm blessed with that. I can hold a vision regardless of the circumstances and relentlessly hold that vision time in, day in, day out. That's why I created a very successful clothing store that was generating three quarters of a million dollars a year was because I had a vision and no matter how hard it was, no matter how broke I was or how much debt I went into to create that, it didn't matter because I was fixated on a vision. And the same goes with whether when we're changing our health our diet, our lifestyle, our results in life, in any capacity, the person with the biggest vision wins. And we just have to be really careful as to where we're getting our vision from. And so if we say, okay, I want to go plant-based, let's just bring it back to the basics here. If somebody is eating animal products and is sick, not feeling good, tired, have fatigue, you know, maybe a little depression, 
and they want to make a change and they want to go whole food plant-based because they keep hearing all about it, right? Well, the society is going to, the vision of society is going to come right in real hard and say, oh, but plant-based isn't sustainable. Oh, but plant-based gives you nutritional deficiencies. Oh, but plant-based is, you can't build muscle on plant-based diet. All these things, these are visions that are coming in from society. And so that's going to be, a, if that's a stronger vision than you have for this little fledgling, this little sprouting idea of healing yourself mm. and getting empowered and healthy, then bam, your vision gets sidelined. It gets sidelined quick and hard by hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people who have a vision that's stronger than yours. And so if we're going to change, if we're going to be healers, if we're going to heal ourselves, if we're going to be influential or powerful or take command of our life in any capacity, it starts with our vision. And our vision has to be stronger than everyone else's. The person with the strongest vision wins. I love that message, man. That's, that's such a, that's such a great statement. The person with the strongest vision wins. And you're so right because so many people, they just end up going right back into what everyone else's is, is, is the, the, momentum that everyone else is going towards um, yeah and it's a survival strategy so it's not to knock that because it is a survival strategy we we have evolved in clans in communities and so you know diet and lifestyle is definitely um part of how we identify and how our friends and family are so if we change it up too much now we're a part of a different tribe well oh you don't belong with our tribe because our tribe eats meat our tribe loves barbecue you know, our tribe does this and your tribe is do, doing something else. So there is a survival component. That's why truly to change ourselves to truly the raw vegan path is the hero's journey mm. because the hero has to leave the comfort of the known world and embark on a journey of self-discovery. And in the process of becoming the hero, we have to face our worst fears. We have to face losing everything. But what we realize is that we come home to ourselves and we bring home a new normal, you know, and it's a better up-leveled version. If you think of every hero's story in mythology, you know, the Lord of the Rings, Frodo coming home to the Shire after destroying the, the ring, or Luke Skywalker, you know, coming back as the masterful Jedi. All of these mythological stories show us that as we leave the comfort of the known world, we leave the comfort of our tribe, we, you know, go follow this crazy vision, that we have a uh, loss of everything. We, we go on the hero's journey, but we come back with a new normal stronger than ever. And so we have to be the hero in our own life. You know, We have to be the main character of our own life. And so that takes courage and it takes will, you know, willpower to start the journey and vision to maintain the journey. And uh, yeah, we have to be somebody who is ready to make a change, ready to face their fears, ready to stand up for injustice and oppression and junk food and fake food you know we got to be ready yeah that's that's great i love that you brought in the mythology and everything in, in that so what are your tips for people in terms of getting that mindset shifted and and getting it uh getting a replacing it with a, a good vision well we get into a catch-22 sometimes if we're say you know obese and really not happy with our, our body and our health. You know, we don't have the physicality of strength yet. We don't have the, 
the nutrients flooding through our body, the phytochemicals and the oxygen and the hormones of, of raw food. We don't have the enzymes, you know, to give us that extra edge, you know, the spark, the energy, the adrenal energy, you know, if we're still drinking coffee and we're, you know, maybe on pharmaceutical drugs or, you know, stimulants, we are covering up our body's natural signals. We're covering up our body's natural wisdom. Mm -hmm. And therefore we're going to be cut off from our body's subtle messages. Now to over, that's what we want to get to. We want to get to a place where we can feel our body's subtle messages and reconnect with the wisdom of our body. Uh, raw food helps that process. So we have to start eating right to even get to the point where we think we what might want to heal ourselves in the first place. I say, do a juice fast. I say, start with a juice fast. Now the benefit of a juice fast is to clean out the digestive system one time thoroughly. Okay, we're cleaning out the biofilms, the mucus, the plaque, the hardened proteins and crystallized acids and the junk food that's created the, all the waste that's impacted in there. Also the bacteria that are feeding on these junk foods and animal products create biofilms, heavy biofilms to you know, create the anaerobic environments where these bacteria live. So when we do a juice fast, we're going after the biofilms. Juice fasting is not a diet, it's not a lifestyle, it's a temporary intervention protocol to help us transition, to help flood the body with nutrients, to give us that little extra edge. We're gonna feel energized, we're gonna lose some weight, we're gonna clean out that waste, the bacteria that are interfering with our neurotransmitters, we gotta start there. So juice fasting is just a great way um, to kickstart the process of healing. But juice fasting itself is not something we wanna do regularly. There's consequences, there's downsides to juice fasting. We're not designed to extract, you know, we wanna eat whole food, but it's a temporary intervention protocol that can help us. And because we have such poor nutrition, in our society. We can use the power of juicing to introduce high levels of nutrients that we are desperately in need of, high, le high levels of hydration that we're desperately in need of. This can just give us that edge that we need to now make the real journey happen, which is a whole food plant-based diet focusing on raw undenatured foods, 80% or more undenatured food is what I recommend to people. So juice fasting is a great way to start. A lot of people come to me for juice fasting support. And this is not something that I sought out in my life. This is something that has come to me and fallen into my lap because people want to know more about juice fasting and how to use it for detoxification of the bowels. And so people have come to me. I've become a juice fast coach in a way and created raw vegan heroes for juice fasting support out of this incredible need that presented itself to me. I have a free PDF actually people can download on my website called how to do a juice fast, why you need to do one, a detailed guide to bowel detoxification. And that is a free instant download. It's on the homepage of my website, rawveganrising.com. If anybody wants to just get a gist of how they might start this journey, what the first step might be, download the bowel detoxification guide and take a look at it and see yes. what it entails. That's awesome. Um, what, what's your lifestyle like at the moment? What, what's the typical day for you food-wise, activity-wise? Are there any other kind of daily health practices that you add in there? Absolutely. 
Yeah, <clears throat> I just worked out this morning for about um, uh, 90 minutes. I love lifting weights. I love putting my body under resistance. Uh, actually, uh, being raw vegan gives my body such energy that I want to go to the gym to use the energy to put my body under strenuous situations because I recover quickly. So I love uh, lifting weights and doing strength training. Um, I try to do it at least three days a week, three to five days per week. I also love walks in nature, uh, brisk walking, like power walking or even jogging in nature. Um, I love cardiovascular health. I love to make sure that I can run up a hill without panting too much. I love to make sure that um, you know I can tolerate a burn in my muscles from whether I'm like working out or whether I'm running or jogging. I like that feeling of just getting my blood flow up, getting the endorphins running through my body. So I would say the combination of a raw food diet, okay, and that might take some years to get to where I'm at, in combination with exercise, consistent, strenuous exercise is absolutely game-changing. It is mind-expanding. It's, it's truly a personal mastery that it's not about a goal. And, you know, we always think, well, I want to look better in the mirror. I want to lose weight. I want to be, I want to do what Shane does. We're always putting our mind into the future, mm. but it always happens here in the present moment. So what I've learned is that it's a practice. Practice in the moment is where we find health. It's where we find empowerment. It's where we find our raw vegan journey. It's where we find the strength and knowledge and power to eat raw food and to not be in fear about nutritional deficiencies or think that we're going to become unhealthy when it gives us the opposite. It gives us complete health. And that's really, you know, one of my main messages is it's not in the future. There's nowhere to rush forward to. There's no finish line. We're not running a race here. It's right here in this present moment. This is where we work out. This is where we eat raw food. This is where we choose fruit over bread you know this is where we choose who we want to be and what we're committed to creating and so in that in the present moment we have we've got to slow down we've got to stop to smell the roses we got to go on a walk in, in nature and experience the beauty of this planet and our place in it and exercise and feel our body you know, feel our heart pumping the blood through our body that's magnificent to feel that it makes us feel alive it gives us context for our life. And if we can overcome the, the personal journey of like strength in the gym, for instance, it, 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 it's a metaphor for all of life. You know, we're up against ourselves. We're working on personal development. And, um, you know, any aspect of personal development is beautiful. I'd, I highly recommend it. Meditation, quieting the mind, lighting candles, making altars, you know, journaling, walks in nature, and lifting weights and raw food that's what i recommend that's what i do nice and was a typical diet for you on a daily basis does it change is it is it flow does it is it quite consistent how, how do you eat generally yeah i mix it up i mean I, I i started with detoxing i had seborrheic dermatitis which is chronic dandruff um, and skin irritation that really was the catalyst for me to go fully raw. I had to take care of the skin inflammation I was dealing with. And it, so I was low fat raw vegan for about a year and a half, uh, where I focused really mostly on fruit and a little bit of fat, but not very much. And that was 
a very healing diet. And so a year and a half of that, but then I've introduced more fats and proteins now. Um, like I said, I exercise three to five days a week. So I like higher percentage of proteins and fats in my diet. So now I seek out protein sources like sprouts. I love sprouted lentils, for instance. I have a jar of lentils sprouting in my kitchen right now I'm gonna to eat today. Um, superfoods, I love superfoods and greens. So some days I'll have fruit for dinner. Some days I'll have salad for dinner. I mean, literally it just is a flow, but I really just choose uh, undenatured foods. I will track, sometimes I'll track my, my food diary in my chronometer or my fitness pal on my phone. Mm -hmm. Just know where my macros are at, where my calories are at. I don't always track, but I do periodically just to have a sense like, okay, I'm getting about 15% of my calories from protein uh, eating this way, or I'm getting, <clears throat> you know, 30% fat eating this way. So it gives me an understanding and I really like it. I like understanding where I'm at. You know, I don't just do it blindly. I'm, I'm very much into the science and the principles of, of health and a well-rounded nutrient-dense diet. That's awesome. That's awesome. So um, what would be the, the best kind of tips that you would give to other people that are, that are heading down this journey? <clears throat> tips, <clears throat> yeah, tips for the journey. Well, <clears throat> I would say, who are you committed to being? Ask yourself the question, who are you committed to being? We got to know that because that's where everything starts from. Um, <clears throat> and do you have the results you want in your life? You got to ask yourself some, some poignant inner questions. Do you have the results you want in your life with your finances, with your health, with your relationships, and with your service work? or giving back. Those are the four pillars of life to create fulfillment for humans. We all need to have finances, money. It's a representation of self-worth. We all need to have meaningful relationships, also a representation of self-worth. We all need to have service work where we give back to others, um, build self-worth, and we all need to have health, health, which is, again, a reflection of self-worth. So if we're going to embark on this journey of personal development and getting our self-worth to a higher state of being so we can make a difference in this world and be who we are meant to be, we've got to ask some hard questions to ourselves. Do we have the results we want? A lot of people take vows of poverty thinking that this is going to get them where they want. A lot of people say, well, money is evil, so I can't have money because I don't participate with that. I'm, I'm not a believer of that. I believe that when we are truly in alignment with our purpose work, that money flows. Money's just an exchange of energy. We, when we serve people, we make money. Any, any dollar bill that I've ever had given to me in my life is because I'm serving someone. I'm making a difference for them. And so I think it's really important. We have to make a difference for other people. We have to see that monetary exchange happening in our life to get the feedback that we're doing it correctly. And we have to focus on having exceptional health so we have the energy and the wherewithal to, to fulfill these four pillars, you know? So we really just have to ask, what are we committed to creating? Who am I committed to being in this world? You know, what, are, what am I committed to creating? And do I have the results? If I don't have the results, we got work to do. And that's okay. Find a mentor. Find someone who inspires you. Learn with them. 
work with them, work under them. You know, we need others. Miracles happen through people. If we isolate, we're never going to get anything. Mm. That's the devil's playground. The devil's work is, you know, the idle hand, so to speak. If we're self-isolating, we're idle. So we've got to get out there, get connected, connect with other people, be part of communities and, um, you know, and, uh, and connect and not be afraid to step up to be who we were really meant to be. Those are the tips. You know, I mean, my, my number one tip for being a raw vegan starts with like self-worth. You know? Nice. So um, over this time, what has been your experience with uh, relationships, personal relationships, friendships, family, intimate relationships? I mean, um, with changing your diet over the years, what have you, have you, have you lost friends, gained friends? How have things, uh, has that affected you at all? Yeah, when, okay, when we step into our power, we're bound to lose friends, okay? We're bound to create waves, but it's okay. Not everyone, including friends and family that we currently have, is an ally in life. You know, I, I, I saw a lecture once by this brilliant, successful entrepreneur, and he was talking about how he built a $20 million um, gym franchise. He was, a you know, building gyms in San Diego, California, and he had built it to a $20 million a year business. Well, I saw him speak and he said that, and it changed my life hearing him say this, because I'm an entrepreneur too. He said that he came from poverty and that his, he was an immigrant from, I don't know, Cuba or something like that. He came to America with like seven or eight other brothers and sisters and her, his mom was in complete poverty. His dad was dead or left or something. He didn't have a father in his life. And he said, in order to create the success in his life, he had to cut off his family. He literally could not talk to his mother anymore. Now, he bought his mother a house. He bought all his siblings houses and cars. He loved them. He mm. supported them, but he would not talk to them. That is a metaphor for sometimes how far we have to go to create our success in our life, to be who we feel destined to be. The person with the biggest vision wins. So if our siblings are keeping us small, you know, I call it the crab bucket effect. Who we surround ourselves with is the results we get in life. You want to see how much money you're going to make in life? Look at the five people that you spend the most time with. You're going to have exactly the same amount of money they have, the same amount of health. Look at the health of the five people you spend the most time with. That's what you're going to have. So sometimes we have to get out of uh, our default crab bucket, our family and friends, and choose to be in communities and crab buckets that are um, of our making, people who inspire us. You know, I don't know who, if people know the crab bucket analogy, but it's pretty brilliant. I'm going to just share it in case somebody doesn't know this, because I think it's powerful to realize this. Okay, the story goes like this. There's a guy walking down a pier and there's a fisherman fishing off of the pier and he's got crabs in his bucket. And the guy walks up to him and says, you got to put a lid on that bucket of crabs because the crabs are going to all climb out. And the fisherman turns to the guy and says, no, I don't need to put a lid on that bucket because if one crab tries to climb out of that bucket, all the other crabs reach up and pull them back down in. Okay. That's a metaphor for the society we live in. Wow. Nobody wants us to succeed. They all want us, you know, misery loves company. Wow. So if we're 
if we're going to change our life, if we're going to be a raw vegan, if we're going to make more money, if we're going to be um, step into our purpose work in life and say enough is enough. I got to do this. I got to do this for me. Then we've got to take the consequences of who's going to stay and who's going to go and not worry about it. So it's okay to lose family and friends. It's okay to love them, buy them a house, but don't talk to them. Don't let them be your crabs pulling you back down to a lower way of being, you know? So in my personal journey, hell yeah, I have struggled with that. My parents, when I went vegan at 17, they were, they hated it, you know? My mom would barge into my bedroom at 17 and say, this isn't, I don't like this, what you're doing, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, so I've been through it. I've, I've, I've lost friends. And the thing is, it's like when I, when I became raw vegan, I decided I was going to speak publicly about it. I decided I was going to make my Facebook page all about raw food. Now, I had about 2,500 friends on Facebook that was from my previous life people that knew me from my clothing stores and from my other lives and my other versions of myself. And I was like 2,500 people on my Facebook page know nothing about my inspiration to go raw vegan and detox and juicing and Mm. all this. They're going to think I'm crazy. And you know what I did? I went and I deleted every single 25, one of those 2,500 people off my Facebook, except maybe a couple, maybe 15 people I left. And I rebuilt my Facebook page based on who I am now. I just was like, screw it, delete, get them all off, start again. I didn't delete my Facebook page because I've had it for years. I deleted the darn friends that were going to criticize me and come at me and question me. I didn't want to have anything to do with it. And it's interesting because I had this one guy who was a, a customer at my clothing stores and he would always come and buy clothes at my clothing stores. He got so upset when I went raw vegan, he accosted me. He told me, he said, I'm not going to give you the gratification of unfriending you because I want to comment negatively on all of your posts. He said, I'm not, you're going to have to block me. I'm not even going to unfriend you. So he was so upset that I changed, that I evolved, you know, Mm -hmm. that I'm speaking about something new. He, He couldn't handle it. So yes, I eventually unfriended him and let, you know, let that go. I don't need that in my life. No, I have a vision. I'm on a mission, right? So sometimes in our life, we got to clear the decks, delete all the people off your darn Facebook page. If you've got a mission, you got to work on it and not let other people hold you back. Don't be the crab in the crab bucket. Jump out and get a new crab bucket, you know? That's what another reason why I've created a community because I know the power of community. So my community, Raw Vegan Heroes, is for that. It's a new crab bucket, you know, and you can be part of that community and be around other raw vegans, other vegans, people who are inspired by the plant-based diet, who've been doing it for years and not people who are questioning it or negative about it or saying, oh, you know, you're going to have this problem and that problem. But no, let's celebrate. Let's love each other up. Let's, you know, take it to the next level. So that's what we need to surround ourselves with and relationships come and go <laughs> that's an amazing story that's right a really great story well, we're accountable to one the one and only the you know ours truly we've we're accountable to ourselves i mean that's the bottom line we're born alone and we die alone and yes we need friends but we've got to really you know be in alignment with ourselves can you share with us your vision of the future 
Ooh, my vision of the future, huh? <laughs> yeah, I do have a vision of the future. I have a vision that humanity is evolving to, and it might take 10,000 years, it might take longer, I don't know. But I feel in my bones, in my heart, in my gut, that we will eventually not only be a plant-based society, we will be, we will be a raw plant-based society because we will understand the power of non-denatured food. Mm. We can't change our biology. We, we think, oh, we've been evolving for 100,000 years cooking our food. Yeah, but look how sick we all are. And so I think in the higher pursuit of consciousness you know, is going to take us to raw food. I think technology will take us to raw food. Uh, and yeah, this archaic way of mass farming animals for meat is going to be looked upon as the dark ages of humanity. I believe we will be mortified at our behavior. We will look back and think, how could we, uh, how could we accomplish those atrocities, this level of genocide, of consciousness, of animals, of living beings, sentient beings. It's, it's really um, a dark time for humanity. And where we're going, when we become more in tune with our source, and we will become more benevolent. We will become more enlightened. I mean, we're, we're on a track for enlightenment. I believe that we're experiencing an ascension process right now, which is really just waking up to ourselves and waking up to the unity of all consciousness, that the animals, the chickens and the pigs and the cows that we slaughter on a mass scale on this planet are the same as us. We're just hurting ourselves by doing that. We're just hurting us because it's all one. And so the awakening process on this planet is really just realizing that it's all one. All consciousness is the same. And therefore, are, what are we going to work to create? What are we committed to creating? I'm committed to creating unity and a win-win-win situation. A win for me, a win for you, and a win for everything around us. And I believe that's where... The, that's my vision of the future is a win-win-win society. We all work toward that. We all recognize that. And we all recognize the unity of consciousness, which is very high level consciousness, you know, to realize that and to say, well, I, why would I kill and eat a bird or a pig? Because I can get my nutrition from these raw, vibrant, living plants. I mean, and then we turn our technology and our practices to cultivating and farming fresh living foods and providing that to humanity. That's just as possible as any other vision. You know, we can create anything we put our mind to. Why slaughter animals and, have, and drink blood? We can, we can eat vibrant living plants. It's just a choice. Amazing. Know? Amazing. So um, Shane, let the audience know, I mean, where can they learn more about you? Where can they follow you? Find some of your reach out to you for your services and stuff. Where's the best way to find you? Great. Yeah, thank you. Well, on my, um, on my website, rawveganrising.com, you can learn about how to work with me. You can learn about my community, Raw Vegan Heroes, which is an amazing, diverse community of people from all over the world. It's a new crab bucket. Raw Vegan Heroes is really our way to choose who we want to be around, who we want to be influenced by. So you get mentorship from me in that community, you get a weekly live stream. It's a Q&A format. I'm there as the prime coach, primary coach. I have an assistant coach who works in the group with me. Um, a very knowledgeable admin team, but also all these people, hundreds of people from around the world who are interested in detoxing and 
improving their health and celebrating this way of life. So coming into that community is profound. It's, it really changes people life, people's lives. And I have some super fans in that community that have been in there from the beginning who, will, who have never left and will never leave. I mean, it's one of those things, you know, it's pretty cool. I get good feedback from Raw Vegan Heroes. And so if you go to my website, rawveganrising.com, you can learn about Raw Vegan Heroes. And I also offer deep dive sessions, I call them, which are one hour consultation calls for, you know, coming up with action plans and detox protocols when people have specific needs. And also my private mastermind, which is weekly Zoom meetings with me. Uh, it's a six month mastermind. If you sign up for the mastermind, it's weekly Zoom meetings for six months for mentorship, true mentorship, where I can directly give you feedback and help get you in alignment with your purpose and your mission in life so that you are empowered. Maybe you find your voice. Maybe you start your YouTube channel. Maybe you become an influencer. Maybe you become a raw vegan and help heal and inspire others in your life. Well, that's what my mastermind is for. All of that's on my website. And then social media wise, my YouTube channel is awesome. Raw Vegan Rising on YouTube, uh, Raw Vegan Rising on Instagram, Raw Vegan Rising on Facebook, and Raw Vegan Rising on TikTok, which I just started my TikTok. TikTok's pretty cool. Yeah, so, I, just, I just started on there as well. Um, yeah. That's, that's so great, Shane. Um, yeah, so everyone, I encourage you to go and check out what Shane's doing, rawveganrising.com and uh, Raw Vegan Rising on YouTube and Instagram. And uh, you can continue to follow the Love Fruit podcast on YouTube as well, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you follow it. Please feel free to share it with others. Let other people know. Um, we're, we're just trying to get as many interviews as possible with inspiring raw vegan people. And if you want to follow us, uh, you can go to fruitfest.co.uk and, and join our newsletter for further notifications and things like that. So Shane, any kind of last words of wisdom before we... Uh, before we end for today. Thanks so much, Ronnie. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate everything you do in the world and you're an inspiring person and in your personal leadership, uh, obviously the way you organize and bring together the power of this message. So I want to thank you. Thanks for having me on. And really, um, this is what it's about, people. We need, we need to step into our personal leadership. Ronnie's doing it. I'm doing it. Everyone that we are inspired by in our lives is just someone who realizes they can make a difference. You know, we don't have to be more educated. We don't have to be more qualified. We don't have to be further along in our healing journey. We don't have to have lost the weight. We don't have to have healed the disease. We just need to realize that we can make a difference for people right now. Who we are today can make a massive difference. So don't wait till tomorrow. Our empowerment is in this present moment. Right now, who you are today can change the world. And we need you. We need you to step up and use your voice and contribute and organize and share and make it happen because the world needs you. We all need each other. So now's the time. This is where it happens right here. Personal empowerment is where it's at. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, everyone, you've been listening to Shane Sterling. Check him out. Uh, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Love Fruit podcast.